I am unashamed. What about you? Well, when, it, when May Hall season comes along, it comes along in May. May Hall. Hall is a tree. Some, a lot of hall trees, but there are a certain variety of a hall tree. They have little red pieces of fruit, like a little crab apple, <coughs> hanging on them. So I planted some in the yard. We planted them all over the place where we duck hunt. Well, Willie planted fifty of them, and none of them have ever you found produced. out why. If there's a if there's a cedar tree, <coughs> cedar tree, and and your line sterilizes. of vision, if if you if there's a cedar tree across in your line of vision, if you plant mayhaw trees, they will not will produce a mayhaw. Whatever, really? yeah, whatever. Biologists con- told him that if you di- can see a cedar tree, and there's cedar trees all over. And, and, is this the verse? Do not be yoked with unbelievers. It would it be, a, be it would be a good thing that no one knows why, but if a cedar tree is in eyesight, the mayhaw trees will not. Well, this bear. actually goes with what we were talking about last time. In the Matthew thirteen, there's no fruit. That's right. You're in the wrong pasture. <laughs> That's right. Because you know most people. Willie said it was embarrassing because when he drove down here, where I planted in lower in lower country, I'm in I'm in the flood zone. Because mayhaw trees, I noticed when I was a boy, mayhaw trees always grew the best on the edges of the swamp. Of the swamp, yeah. in other words, or the water, uh, Some years they're they're falling in the water, yeah, which is a pretty good thing because we have little nets. They're easy to pick up. Easy to pick up. I remember nets that. I remember. That. You remember those days when we were kids? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, but with now we don't have a backwater this year, so. A little hard to pick up. We we bush hog underneath them before they start to fall. We bush hog so the grass won't be. In other words, you got grass they're growing. It's like a, a prairie type region that floods, and the grass gets up there by May. It's about a foot tall. Well, when mayhaws fall down, and can't hard to get them out of the grass. You can't find well, them. Yeah. Guess what else hides in the grass? Mayhaw picking is fun, and jelly is great <laughs> until the until the cottonmouth shows up. Because the cottonmouths usually hang out. You, you have to be aware because you're on your hands and knees. That's why another reason I bush hog it because if the weeds are this high, you can't see that old Congo all coil up and down them uh, weeds. Yeah. So you die but just straddle. So up. he's waiting on something to come along and eat the mayhaws. That's right. This is this this is a circle of life that yeah. takes place yeah. around the mayhaws. So you have death on the ground, but life in the tree. <laughs> That's a, but, that could so be a I got it and now I've come up with a system that's pretty good because y'all are considered you're within the zone. Of free mayhaw jelly, you yep. come We're you in say, the family zone. Yeah, how about a little bit of mayhaw jelly? Well, I'm said, gonna go pick some up. Back. After this is over. So, but I have my own out of sight in an undisclosed <laughs> location. I'm gonna make sure that I have enough to do me. So you're saying the you, there's a mayhaw vault somewhere on the property? Yeah, you but think they, back in but the that's day, that's unknown to any of y'all. <laughs> so, do you think back in the day, we're talking 1800s, that jelly was actually currency? I just wonder about. Oh, they did. Yeah. I, I've often asked myself when they come across here, the pioneers, that some in May would look over there, and when they get in these swampy areas, they'd say, I wonder if, wait a minute, it's just like a little apple, baby. Either that, or maybe they brought them with them and planted them. Man. And they just took up. But it is kind of interesting that they're only, Mayhaw trees only grow in, in some of the southern reaches, the half of the, 
Meaning, very little. Because by the time you get to Missouri, nope. And every, almost everywhere I go, they've never heard of a mayo. That's right. I mean, you almost have to be from Louisiana, Mississippi, or East Texas. It's a wild fruit that grows in the in the backwaters, the backwater areas of the South. Yeah, and mainly Louisiana. Louisiana, I would say number one. Yeah, because we have the most water. But but it's it's really interesting that there's the slow trees. You know, they we know they're in like Scotland, and you hear slow gin. And, By the way, so they definitely brought those over. The slow trees, I planted them a decade ago. And I've been watching them for a decade. This year, when I drove by in in uh, last of February, going into March, I looked out there and I said, "Man, they had all bloomed. I hadn't seen blooms on them ten years, not once. Well, that's what you said for Mayhouse too." So I walked over there. I planted them up there where Tony and Phyllis are staying in the back part over there in the woods. Yeah, I planted one, two, three, four, five. May, uh, uh, slow trees, yeah. slow. So <laughs> the the artist it's not spelled S L O W. It's S L O E. I think S L O E. Slow gin, slow slow jelly, jelly. But anyway, I saw the blooms, but then I hadn't checked it after the blooms fell off. You know, but but the artist who lives there told me yesterday. He said. He said, you know those slow trees you planted? You won't let us go around them with the lawnmower? <laughs> you, you were being careful with them when they were, like, small. So uh, we were talking um, about the Bible has no rules, but th- your fruit trees have rules, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so when he told me, he said, it's full, he said, Uh-oh. of, of fruit. It, it, he said, what color uh, do they need to be? I said, we can't harvest them. Till August, right? I said They're they don't get ready. ripe. You better August. go. That's why they call it slow. It's slow, slow development. <laughs> I thought when they said you eat the jelly that it puts everything in slow motion. <laughs> Probably could, but I know this. It has a wonderful flavor. That's when you drink the gin. Second it? only in the jelly making. Second only to Mayhaw. All right, so I got a contestant to crack into that top two. So. And I got a man, our old pal, my old pal Dwight from down in Palestine, Texas. Uncle Tommy used to bring us what he called Texas wild grapes. The woods in Louisiana, North Louisiana, used to be full of wild grapes when we were boys. Yeah, not Muscadine because people are going to say Stay on me- the earth 75 years later. You know, I was back when I was 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, along in there. We'd go out in the woods and... We picked up grapes. They're wild real dark grape. purple. Oh, wild grapes. Delicious. But there are no longer any wild grapes here. So what happened? Why did, what Cut happened? Cutovers. Timber uh, companies. Cut them over and run over them with machinery. Yeah. Obliterated them. Plant pine trees. There goes your slow. They're gone. So, the, so there goes your grapes. So they're in East Texas still. And so Uncle Tommy, when he would come visit a month, <clears throat> he would bring a little bucket. That is correct. And Dad would make jelly. And I say... I mean, this is almost sacrilegious in this context of conversation, but I like it better than mayo. It moved to number one for me. Mm. Now, I, and so you could say I could. It's kind of like a crappie. It's and a delicious. Hot. It's very good. And look, when you put it on your biscuit days, it's such. It's so purple that it stains the biscuit. Like if you if you took it off, the biscuit would would be purple. Just for, it's that deep purple. But it and has you a, say I like my biscuits stained. <laughs> Stained. When I was four or five years old, I'll I would go out for that. And the children, you know, my dad would say, "Okay, yeah, say there's some right over there." We'd go over there and we'd look for them. We got to where we knew where they grew, you know, the big woods, you know, the woods hadn't been cut over at all. 
all destroyed, you know, when they, the timber industry. But anyway, we'd pick those those uh, grapes, and boy, Ma would make the jelly, you so know. So Dwight has promised me a bucket of Texas wild grapes, and I said, I want to get them to Dad. We'll make some. We'll make some, some because that's the jelly I really like. It's, yep. it's delicious. So we have slows, mayhaw, and Grapes, Texas wild grapes. Wild now, grapes. if we want blackberries or dewberries, they're there. Some years I'll make them, but they don't go as fast. So, are there still muscadines in our woods? Do you ever see a lot them? of muscadines? We they got. I, still, I got some left from I don't last like year. Muscadines. It has a flavor I don't care for. It's kind of a I don't know aftertaste or something. That it's I good. I mean, it's sweet. It's a real sweet fruit, but I just don't I care like for it. it. You like muscadines? Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Jelly making is a lot of hard work, and uh, there's an art to it. And, you know, I, I, all people, I'm sitting there showing younger, the younger generation how to make the Which Phyllis, I love that. Phyllis and them, the, she come up there, you know, said, okay, tell me exactly what to do. And I sat down and I said, all right, put your, put your juice in there. I said, in this recipe, it's four cups of juice, five cups of sugar. I said, so get your, get your juice over there. I said, don't, don't let it run over. I said, make it exactly because you're going to pour up three pints, make three pints at a time. If you get too much, if you don't measure it correctly, you got too much, and you say, whoop, whoop. Which goes against every bit of what you usually do. That's and right. Most time when you give me a recipe, it feels like, oh, throw a little It's of that. in the neighborhood. Throw that in there. <laughs> throw some of that. Yeah, jelly making right. is very precise. <laughs> That's right. Well, you Yesterday, got it, I forgot the sugar in one of the batches. And that was I bombed out on that one, I, but well, I sugar free, Phil. How, yeah, I, I, sugar free. I just thought of a fan email, and but I, it didn't set up. So I thought, and I was looking around. I said, "Where did I go wrong?" And Dan said, "Well, you did your sugar's over there. You didn't put the sugar in." I said, uh, "I said, uh oh." <laughs> now I tried to redo it and go back through it again with that those two I jars. I'd like to try it without the sugar just to see what I've it got some. Like. It's just kind of tart. I put a little sugar and then re reworked it, but it didn't set up like jelly. It sets up and yeah, gets, or it's the perfect consistency. Didn't set up. So, so, so this it's it's a Mayhall sauce. I said that's what I'll tell them. I'll tell them I did it on purpose. Well, actually, a Mayhall sauce like on some ice cream or something. Would oh yeah, be delicious. it would be delicious. So so dad, so someone just I'll said, give you one though. You try. Yeah, I'll try. So someone just sent me a, a a note. They were telling me why they love our podcast. And apparently I wasn't on the episode because they said Zach was, was on it and I was gone. But where you did like, they said they had it down to the minute. 27 minutes, Dad gave the jambalaya recipe on the podcast. Yeah, so I they, remember. So they had to listen to it twice to get it all down. But but that reminded me that a woman, one of our listeners, I think her name is Carol, sent me a note a while back. She had listened to that and wrote it all down and made the jambalaya. So she sends me a note and says, I tried it, but my rice is was crunchy. It, my rice didn't get done. Then not, she's asked, Not enough fluid. So she said, what did I do wrong? Well, I said, I don't cook it, so I don't know. So what did she do wrong? Not enough what? Not enough fluid in there. you got to guess at the amount of fluid, and you have to have twice the amount of fluid that you do, rice. You do rice. In other words, so four, it would double up in four the, cups of rice, you have to have eight, eight cups, cups of roughly, fluid. of fluid. Okay. She had a, not a, she didn't have enough. She had probably six. Well, there were in her fluid, but it wasn't enough fluid to get inside the rice and so make it. was it, crunchy. They it didn't was get crunchy. It. So there you go, Carol. Uh, I'm sorry, I never emailed you back because I didn't know the Just answer. Just remember, for every cup of, of rice, there's two cups of fluid. You can get it for a jambalaya real easily with, with a... Chicken broth. A can of can of a uh, uh, chicken broth. Chicken broth. Yeah. You just pour chicken broth 
and and you got it. So is so Phyllis is learning how to make the jelly. Is this her first year or second year of observation? Well, she she last year we just got her on her hands and knees and her husband and just went. They, they were just labor last labor. year. Labor. Okay. This year. All right, I said, all right, all right the kitchen. She told me she thinks she can make it without you, but I I've, I have my doubts. I think she can make it. Okay. Because right. I watched her, and I, I said, yeah. Well, I told her, I said, well, somebody needs to carry the tradition on, so I'm glad You put right. the juice, the sure gel, a little pat of butter so it don't foam so much, and pour it over in the jar is easier, and you put a little dash. You have the box of sure gel. You have a little pat of butter, just a little bit of butter. It keeps it from foaming, and uh well, the problem is most people. There's a there's a series of events you do. You bring it to a ball, you put the sugar in, you bring it back to a ball. As soon as it boils, wait 60 seconds on the nose, and it goes around 60 seconds. It's like good to go. Sit it on the on the side of a table. You'll watch it, and the foam will dissipate quite rare, rapidly. Then you put three jars at a time, and take a little spoon and take the take that foam off the top. Just, just for those of you listening, you're missing the show here. Mainly for presentation. <laughs> this is a jelly cooking show here today. So, uh, we're, so look, by the way, so those of you who are subscribers on Blaze, all the episodes of uh, Dad's old show, former show, In the Woods with Phil, he does all this on camera. So if you're right. really interested in jelly making, you can watch that episode. But you know what the real problem is? That Fresh jelly out of the woods. Oh, puts, it's fantastic. Puts all this bought jelly to shame. But unfortunately, in modern-day America, let's face it, most people aren't going to do everything you just described to get a jar of jelly. It's running just... out of jelly makers. <laughs> we were yeah. running out of – they say, well, that's not – doesn't seem very manly. Well, there's a, there's times when it comes to things like jelly making. You want the jelly or not? I don't care what sex you are. So I, I let's don't, get the I don't jelly see it as here. a gender issue. a lot of people are saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Maybe you, your there's, generation. There's only 17 people in the world that's actually doing that. You're no, one of them. There's a few more than you think. The, the sure gel industry, you go up there, well, we can't find sure gel. Well, next thing you know, you go up there and you can't find sugar. Because we use, you know, a lot of sugar well, in jelly. That's more about supply it's chain supply and uh, inflation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a break. So, Jace, I was uh, I had the roast recently, and I was telling him about our childhood and, um, you know, when we left, we found out Willie was a bedwetter. We didn't know who it was because all three of us were in the same oh, bed. I knew who it was. I was the first one to bail on that. <laughs> so you moved to the couch in the living room. I moved to the back room. And then we left Willie to stew in himself. Because you only had one pair of sheets. Exactly. See, if only we had known about the great company, Dad, Bowl and Branch. Of course, we probably, you know, we didn't have a lot back in those days. But these sheets are fantastic. Uh, Jace didn't have a lot of sheets on the couch, so now, but now you're sleeping on bowling branch. See how things have have evolved for you in a better way. Uh, they use high quality threads. Uh, they're superior softness, great night sleep. Uh, you're going to love them. It says here that three U.S. presidents use them, so that's pretty fancy. Um, they're 100% free from toxins. That means no pesticides, formaldehyde, any harsh chemicals. Uh, they have a 30 night risk free trial with free shipping and returns on all orders. So if you don't like them, and you will, uh, you can send them back. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use the promo code Robertson at bowlandbranch.com. That's B-O-L-L-A-N-D branch.com. Use the promo code Robertson and get you a great set of sheets. Now, 
No, but I love it. I, I love that the idea of generational learning things that pass on because we all, when we were kids, it was Granny and Paul doing all that, and we were the labor force to get the fruit. Now you're doing it, and Phyllis is learning how, and then you know Melissa. You know, so I like that. I ran up on an old man, and uh, I love that old guy, but uh, he got killed in an accident. But I asked him. I said, "Why did you plant forty acres of mayhaws?" I said, "You know, that's a lot of mayhaw trees." 40 acres. Wow. And he said, I was just trying to make the world a little sweeter. <laughs> <laughs> I said, George Franklin was his name. Oh, I said, yeah, George. George. He got three boys, good guys. I told him, I said. So are they out here I on said, his property here? Oh, yeah. He's, they're next to us. Okay. And they planted, he planted some. Yeah. And uh, when times are hard, I'll call them up and say, look, these mayhaws are not producing this year. Can I get a few off them trees on y'all? That, that's not the 40 acre. That's on 30 miles away. But he did plant about 10 mayhaw trees. Over here. He built a little lake. Yep. And they're usually loaded. But I just, from time to time, I call them up. I ask oh, them, yeah. okay, if I get me a few. Good neighbors. Mayhaws, oh, no, go ahead there and get them. Yeah. But they don't, pay, they don't get them? He's the one that told me. He said, I'll tell you what, I've been watching you. I said, we got, he said, we got land right next to each other. He said, I've never seen you over on my place, not once. And he said, I got to looking for tracks maybe <laughs> where you came over here and would look around on my property. He said, no tracks. He said, you've never been on my property and I, my fence line comes up to yours. He said, I've never seen any sign of you. I said, I've never been there, George. <laughs> he said, how come? I said, because you want it. I don't. <laughs> it's your land. Yeah. If I go over there, I'll ask you permission. I said, but but I'm good. So he said, huh. He said, uh, you know, a lot of people breaking in, you know, looking at, you know, trying to keep them out. He said, but you, he said, you, you're waiting on me to give you permission to go over there. I said, that's right. He said, well, why don't you go on over there? <laughs> and I said, well, I don't have a key to your gate. And I don't need it. I said, I've got enough land of my own. Yep. So after about six more months, he came up there one day and said, I'll tell you what, I've got a couple of keys to my gates. Go on in there. I said, well, I'm not going in there unless you're with me. He said, but that's what I want you to do, ride around with me. So he was perplexed because everybody tearing down his fences oh, and all yeah. that, but he run up on me, and I said, no. Well, somebody put it's that. It's your property, and I, and I respect that. Somebody instilled that in you because you instilled it in us. Do not steal and do not. Go on other people's property. Nope. That was one of the lessons of our life. Remember it, Jace? I mean, that was well drilled, I guess. I remember it well. Don't steal stuff from other people. He's got a duck hole over there, but we if we go in there every year, old Jace or somebody call him. Say, look, it's season ends on Saturday. He said, what about y'all not y'all going to hunt them ducks over there, or you want us to spook them out of there? We, but we ask him. He said, oh, no, go on in there. You know, there's a story from way back when we were probably about just late teens, I guess, and we Billy Red shot a Mallard Drake. He shot him from the river, but he fell over on Franklin's property, but George happened to be over there. So Billy pulled his boat up, and Jeff was with him. Jeff was a little bitty kid, and they walked over there to pick up that Mallard Drake. No, Franklin met him, and he's like, what are y'all doing? And Bill said, I'm, I'm, I just shot that duck from the river. And he said, yeah, but he, he's on my property now. 
And he was like, and so are you. And, and you're not, you know, you're not welcome here. <laughs> and so, and then, but of course, George had a gun because everybody does. And Bill did too. But so Bill just, you know, walked back, shoulder slumped to the, to the boat. Yeah. Well, Franklin got his, uh, but he don't, he didn't, that dog didn't hunt with him. Better, act, better to ask for permission. That's exactly right. It's a, it's a poaching issue. So I have it to, is. you know, I have to admit we poached a little bit when I was a kid, just, because I didn't know a lot better, but I didn't really understand properly. You don't do it now with cameras and guns. No, it's exactly right. Nor nor should we. So we're uh, in Colossians. Is uh, we we kind of cranked up our intro on the last podcast. Uh, in the overtime, I'll mention that we talked about that a lot of the languaging that Paul used in Ephesians uh, and First Corinthians were also used in Colossians. And it made sense because you know, if you're writing letters to churches, you're going to have some of the same themes. In Ephesians, he kind of focused in on the church being the body of Christ. Colossians, as Jace brought up last podcast, it's really about Christ being supreme and him being the head of the church and, and the reasons why. So that seems to be what he's really focusing on here. It was I mean, he says that in 18, 118, he says he is, after he gives these other at least a dozen qualities that right. separates Jesus from any other being, he is the head of the body, the church which is us. Right. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, which implies more yep. from the dead. So that in everything, in everything, he might have the supremacy. Yeah. I mean, the well, highest thing we have in the land is the Supreme Court. But if you're, if you're coming back from the dead and you're holding things together as in Atoms and molecules, I would think he means mm -hmm. by that. Yeah. No government. You are the supreme being. <laughs> no government in and of itself. None. Even a constitutional republic, which we have, which is the best. Yeah. But it can't give you grace and peace to you from God our Father. Verse 2. To the holy, no, no sins counted against them. Mm -hmm. None. Faithful. Brothers, Christ, kind of a lifestyle, grace and peace to you from God our Father. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, only only comes from Him. And Jay's to your point, that, that he's laying a little foundation for him. So to your point, you always like so the first their identity, first one two that Dad just read, grace and peace is how he opens the book. And if you turn over and look at the last verse. I, Paul, writing this greeting in my own hand, remember my chains, grace be with you. So he, be, he begins and Identity. ends with grace, Yep, which is which he does a lot. Just like every other letter. That's right. Which, How do you miss grace? Wouldn't you think that would be the most important thing? How would you miss church? the gospel, which he goes down, grace, oh. he, he gives it, and peace, where you get it from, in the word of truth, uh, Faith comes from hearing the message, word of truth. It's not long. It's not drawn out. In fact, you learned it from Epaphras, who is a faithful member of Christ in our half and also told us you love. Epaphras, since the day, uh, just as it had been doing among you, the gospel is producing fruit, reminds me of the Mayhaws, mm -hmm. and growing, which has been doing among you. And look. You know, it was a short and to the point message because he said, since the day you heard it. So it wasn't a long, drawn out, intensive Bible study. Nope. Right. He just presented the gospel to them. They responded by faith. 
that's covered over in chapter two on when you're spiritually circumcised and when your sins are canceled. All of that is built on those first few things. If you look in the epistles, that's Ephesians, Philippians. You go down three verses. Thank God for every time I remember you. I just turned back to the chapter before Philippians. Uh, Always pray for you, joy, because of your partnership in the gospel. Verse 7, I'm in chains defending and confirming the gospel. Verse 13, I'm, I'm here to serve, to advance the gospel. That's one, two, three. Number four, verse 16, chapter 1, I'm here for the defense of the gospel. Verse 18, the important thing is in every way, whether motives or Christ, Christ is preached. Because of this, I rejoice. Verse 27, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel. One, two, three, four, five, six. Here's seven. Contending as one man for the faith of the gospel. That's the point. So look, if you went back another one, you're just moving backwards. Ephesians, right off the bat. He's blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. He in love, he predestined us. Verse seven, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Verse 13, you also were included in Christ. He's given you when. When you heard the word of truth, where the word of truth is what he said in Colossians, the gospel of your salvation. My point is, anybody who says, I don't know where the scriptures are. You say, you don't know where the scriptures are. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus died, was buried, and raised from the dead. He said he would, and he did do that. It's covered. You get to the book of Acts. Peter preaches it. You get to the Romans, Paul set apart for the gospel. You get to Philippians, you get to Galatians. I can't believe you're deserting and leaving the gospel. You're preaching another gospel. You got, you have to be circumcised. Are y'all crazy? Then you get to Colossians. You say, if someone says I can't find the verses, I'm thinking a fifth grader <laughs> could look at the openings, all the epistles beginning from the gospels and just look at it and say, how in the world could you miss all these verses? It's all saying the same thing over and over and over and over. And it's interesting. Let's take a break. All right. So we got a brand new sponsor that I am super excited about. So how important, because we all three cook, how important in your kitchen is a sharp knife? When you're Has cooking? to be there. When you're or cleaning fish Has or to cleaning. Be there. I mean, you got to have a sharp knife, right? Yep. Top three. So one of our new sponsors uh, Kamikoto. Um, so they're from Japan. They make an amazing kitchen knife. So I've been, I've been using it. There's there. They sent me three and I've been using just the small and so sharp. I mean, you got to watch it. Like I don't even let Lisa get near it. Cause that's a cut finger. Probably. Uh, they use traditional techniques. They craft beautiful knives. They're steel sourced. Each blade is made with techniques that have been honed and perfected for generations of knife smiths. Now the, the Japanese, for a long, long time, have been they know how to make swords, and they know how to make knives. You know, it just it's a, tra- a tradition that goes way back. They come in a beautiful, heavy duty ash wood box. They do so you can store them in this box. Uh, every blade is individually inspected, and it comes with a lifetime guarantee, well, which is pretty good. So, we want you to check these guys out. I mean, I, I used it just cutting up veggies, but it's you, know, you can use it for anything. Um, they also maintain knives with one of Kamikoto's sharpening whetstones, and uh, so which is what I'm about to purchase one of those myself. So if you want to go ahead and buy now, Kamikoto is offering you an extra $50 off site-wide. That's how I'm going to get my whetstone. 
on top of all their special offers. Go to Kamikoto.com. Use the offer code Phil for an extra $50 off. That's K-A-M-I-K-O-T-O, kamikoto.com slash Phil, K-A-M-I-K-O-T-O.com slash Phil. By the way, why would he do that? What do you think, Jace? He goes over the same road a lot. So maybe he doesn't want us to miss it. So the linguists say the Bible is basically written at a fifth grade level. Of understanding. So once you get about there, you should be able to get the grasp. Someone says, what are the scriptures? I'm, I, I tell them, just, just, just read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. When Jesus showed up, the kingdom is near. Just read that. What he said he would do, what he did do, what he will do, where he is. And it wouldn't matter if I think they miss it because it's if, if they don't think he's there. Or he's here. Then you could tell you could tell somebody well he died he was buried and raised. But if they think well he's not there, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because when you just read in Colossians, look how many times he says he is. I mean he says, or he has, in verse twelve he has qualified you to share in the inheritance. Verse thirteen. He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. Verse 15, he is the image of the invisible God. I mean, I don't have this written down. I'm just going down. Right above there, in whom we have redemption. Yeah. 17, he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. that's That's a present. He's before all things, and in him all things hold together. Presently. Yeah. And he is the head of the body. So. Present tense. By the way, that magnetic field he put on planet Earth, you could say there all things hold together. One second bounce and it all leaves. I mean, that's how tenuous we are, Jace. Yeah. Well, you look at verse chapter two and verse 13, the second part, it says he forgave us. All our sins. He canceled the written code. So when you get to chapter 3, it says, uh, when he appears, verse 4, when Christ appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. When you look at uh, chapter 3, this is off the top of my head. Verse 22, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. Since you know that you'll receive an inheritance from the Lord. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. I mean, my point is he it's a it's a reflection what he did for us in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all stories end the same way. His death is burial and resurrection, but it is a living being who is still relevant and still aware of what's yep. going on. He's going to appear. He, he it's your identity. It's your position. He, he's holding things together. So then when you read, when you throw in something like chapter one, that he's actually in you. I mean, now it is getting hard to miss. <laughs> you're <laughs> so a the good, only way to good, miss it You're a is, good tree, so you need to bear good fruit. 
Mayhaws would be one way of looking at it, saying, hmm. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the only way to miss that would be to not acknowledge that this is a person. That's right. If you just looked at it as a factual thing, something you were trying to pass a test on, I think you could possibly miss it. Or to get into trying to make all of the Bible agreeable within your setting. Well, you would miss the fact that his whole point in Colossians is to give the image of the invisible God. Now, there was a lot of different things going on back there a couple thousand years ago. They were worshiping angels, and they were, I mean, they had a, you know, chapter 2 and verse 9 says that there was a a hollow and deceptive philosophy. Because he says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which is based on human tradition and the basic principles of the world. So they had that going on. Charles Darwin. Well, I don't know about that. This I mean, is back before then. Charles Darwin. Yeah, this was way before that. But certainly that's that's but the, the same idea that came from line of thinking. Yeah. But because two ten, he says, don't let anybody judge you on a new moon celebration or a religious festival or a Sabbath day. Now, what, what what's he talking about there? Say Evidently, it it's a, in verse ten, Rule chapter keepers. two. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. Right. So I'm saying you put that with the hollow right. philosophy based on human tradition. They they had some, there was some issues going on. Yeah, and, and look, it's just what we were talking about. Legalism, basically. It's what we talked about in the overtime last time. So people try to hold on to certain things and then make them apply to everybody. He's saying don't don't do that. Well, my point is in verse 17, which goes along with what I'm trying to say here. He said, these are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. It's found in a person. Right. So they were getting hung up on the shadows or the things that were happening leading up to Christ being revealed. But they were missing that Christ has been revealed. <laughs> Gnosticism had kind of crept in there, you know, like this this old body of mine is scrape. You sit out under a bush out in the middle of nowhere, scraping yourself with sharp objects. Self-imposed worship, false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body. That's chapter 2 and 22. Yeah, but they lack 23. any value in restraining sensual indulgence. That won't work. <laughs> you say, you know, he's freed you from all that. Yeah. Get off the rules and regulations. Don't eat this. Don't do that. That's going to make you look bad. You know, one rule after another one. Right. Humanity has a, has a problem, Al. They, they, want to, they want to get it down to rules and regulations yep. so the outward appearance looks like, oh, look how holy they are. Yeah. He said, no. Yeah, do not t- handle, do not taste, do not Hollow touch. Hollow felt, you know, what you well, eat. Well, that's what I'm drink. saying. I mean, look, I've had I'm, I'm probably a person that I've had more arguments over the Bible, which was years ago. The last time I saw this guy, he, he was living just like the world. And, but it made me realize all that time arguing about biblical theology none of that matters if your life is a complete disaster well don't you think which is kind of his point don't you think uh let's take another break 
So summertime is here, which means more sweating, um, especially in Louisiana. We have a oppressive humidity uh, that is beginning to move in. And it seems like to me it gets earlier every year because we're early May and we've already got this heat. Uh, one of the things that uh, that has been a great blessing to me is finding some underwear from one of our sponsors named Tommy John uh, that all three of us wear and and agree that it's a great pair of underwear. But they've got so many of these new comfort innovations with this fabric. It's breathable. It's lightweight. And it so it keeps it from, you know, a lot old days, underwear tend to bunch, especially when you're sweating, you're outside. Tommy John's do not do that. They've sold over 17 million pairs. So people love their Tommy John underwear and their loungewear is really awesome, too. I use that. They don't just make you feel cooler. You actually are cooler. They stay up to seven degrees cooler than cotton. So it's scientific, Jace. These are cooler underwear and they look cool, too. So uh, they also got a best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. So you'll say it's the best uh, or they'll they'll send your money back. So shop TommyJohn.com slash Phil right now, and you're going to get 25% off your first order. So that's great. Great savings. 25% off right now at TommyJohn.com slash Phil. That's TommyJohn.com slash Phil. See their site for details. Don't you think when Jesus used the word hypocrite so much for people that ha- had a look like they could argue and, and but he said, you're, you're whitewashed tombs. You, you, yeah. you're no different than anybody else, but boy, you sure talk a good game, you know, and I mean, they, over and, the, and over. And they had the clothing to go with it. Oh, they had well, it all. If Christ was in you or he is in you, that means that just wouldn't work. So I want to read you this, Judge, because I looked this up when you said that a minute ago. The way Paul described it back when we studied 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 2.16, we have the mind of Christ was the way he put it, meaning that once the spirit lives in you, you you know what he's thinking. You have his mind now. But you look over in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, remember he said, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that yep. displays the glory of Christ. See it all the time. Yeah. So without that mind of Christ you're talking about, without the Holy Spirit... You'll you'll miss everything, yeah. And it all comes because the evil one has has blinded you. You're not open to, you know, having the spirit in you. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, I, they get the legal aspect of it because, you know, when you read something like uh, chapter three and verse fourteen, where he says, "Bind love." Bind everything in love in perfect unity. Well, people try to have perfect unity in the religious setting by agreeing on all scriptures or takes or interpretations of the scriptures. But you're never going to agree with everybody on all that. So you're not talking about that. Exactly. Well, you're never going to be perfect based on your decision-making either. Right. Your hard as you try. So, but if you acknowledge Christ is in you, there is a way to respond to that, which is honesty, confession, the things that come along with, with being a sinner, but being in Jesus, you, you're humble. You say, well, I blew it on that. I mean, cause you're acknowledging his presence in your life. So you're, you're not going to act like it didn't happen or lie about it and, and, and 
go like that. So it comes back to that love. But remember, you're right. So the the verse 314 that you just read, he, in one verse, he tells the Colossians what he took a whole chapter to tell the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 13. Love is the way you're going to be unified. It's like I mean, missing, that was his point, a, right? It's like missing a target. Aim for, for perfection, knowing that you'll stumble. You'll stumble some. Your aim is not always right. on the mark. Right. So you, you just keep, but you aim for it. Which is, by the way, that's why we have love. Love then allows you to deal with yep. everybody as you fall short. So that's why he told the Corinthians yep. that, because they, they're well, probably— Second Corinthians 13, 11 says, aim for perfection. There you go. Be of one mind. Right. Yep. Live in peace. Yep. How do you do that? You love each other. The God of love and peace will be with you. Right. There it is. That mean you're sinless. You're sinless because of Jesus. All right. And you've talked about it before, Jason. Marriage is a good illustration. You can agree to disagree on a way of looking at a situation with your wife. Are you totally unified and love her and love her as sister in Christ? Sure. But it doesn't mean you agree on everything. Everybody, Men and women are different. Everybody who takes aim, everybody misses from time to time. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Even the duck men of Louisiana. Even the duck men miss. <laughs> yeah, I miss There's nothing wrong with aiming for it. That's exactly right. Which, I mean, as you grow in Christ, that, that's why the aim, as you go along, you understand the maturity of it, of what he's done. You're saved because of your position in him. There is no sin. Yeah. And you're you're sheltered. The blood the blood shelters you. You know, but essentially, I don't know if y'all could say this, but I can say this for myself. As I've gotten older, I definitely have gained much more in love for people and for believers and much less dogmatic yep. about our differences. Yep. I've become much less. Yep. And it's really interesting because it's calling the redneck world. You're wising up, wising up. And and I go to an event, a big thing in Washington, DC. And I see a lot of different groups there. And I look around, I think, man, this is great. We're all coming together for life or some common cause. That's a good thing. Yeah. You know, we don't want to stay in our little tribes and never interact with other people. That's right. But you know, when you're, a lot of times you get so dogmatic about it and you forget love, you forget kind of the purpose of what you're doing. Well, I mean, he says in 21, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds, because it starts in the mind. If there's not an acknowledgement that there is a God and a, and a idea to self-serve yourself, these are how sins happen. This right. is the process because of your evil behavior. So it's a, it's a process that happens, alienation. Enemies in your mind, evil behavior. That all goes hand in hand. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body, which we said last <laughs> podcast, they were having a problem with God being in a mm -hmm. in a body. And I under kind of understand that, because they all know how we are and because we're in essence weak. I mean, Phil told us when we were kids, you know, about people bigger and stronger, and it's like, well, they, they, there's always somebody bigger, and there's they can't swat buckshot. I think was your yeah, you know, that, your that's line, what, you know? that's why I said, let the peace, peace of Christ rule in your hearts, because you just brought it up. Since just members of one body, you were called to peace, not war. You like. 
You're talking about a hard lesson to learn for the for even the religious world. Call to peace. He's the Prince of Peace, yeah. the one who is in you. Well, well, I think you'll find well, that out as a fruit of the spirit. Do you? Do you? Do you? Are you in a constant state of war? Yeah, 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 yeah. And arguing over the scriptures and all this and that and other. You know, we can do that. Ruin rule. Rules and regulations, they just lead to war. That's all it is. In the first peace that happened, the reconciliation, the reason he mentions it in a body is he's talking about on the cross. That's I mean, right, the reason right. he came here and in, in was in, in a human body was so he could give that human body as a sacrifice for all people because it was divine blood that was spilled. Yep. So well, that's what I, the, the first reconciliation I was, was that. That's what I was going to read because it says through death and to present you. Right, holy, set apart, and with now without a new blemish. mission, without blemish. So there's your perfection. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that happened because he was perfect. Correct. When he died. Correct. Yep. And even free from accusation, which is a big one. I mean, that's a big one because you remember one of Satan's names, the accuser. Oh, well, they're yeah. still doing it today. People, you don't have to do anything stupid. I mean, we all do. So if they can wait for it, it'll probably happen. But now people don't want to wait for it, so they just bring up an ac- accusation. Get it on the Internet. Yep. Get enough people to... Agree with to, you. Well, just... Or, or, just, or, or just pile it. on. Yeah. Or just put it out <laughs> Just there. pile on. Yeah. I mean, I've said this before. The reason I kind of got off the Internet, because there's more stuff out there that about me that is absolutely false <laughs> than it is true. That's the reason I said, why endure the agony? Forget the thing. But it's actually kind of a positive because it's, it's so yeah, many bad where'd things. Where'd you get that info? Is it cell phone? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I but thought. But there's so many bad things now that people who know me, they're like, well, that's not true. So well, it's like when they see something, even if it was true, they'd say, well, let's take our last break. It's funny because I get questions. I'll go somewhere and. And you'd think, like, I just kind of chuckle because somebody come and say, yeah, this thing about your dad and the selling the marijuana oil. And I'm just like, really? I mean, do you follow dad? I mean, do you like, he, you watch his sermons and stuff? And they're like, yeah. And I said, do you think he would be making marijuana oil? <laughs> and they're like, I didn't think so. I was like, then it's a lie. Just because you read it on the internet doesn't mean it's true. But, you know, it's just people you are easily say that a hundred times. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because it seems like it is true because I read it somewhere. Somebody posted it. Right? Yeah. But I like, I think that's one of the greatest qualities that God gives us. It's one of the greatest blessings is that you're free from accusation. That's big. And then, but you know what I've always said, as you get to 23, when when you see the word if, then you think, uh oh. So, as good as that is, what should my life look like if you continue in your faith, established and firm, not move from the hope out on the gospel? So, so, you find yourself, he died for your sins. He's selling marijuana oil. He was raised from the dead. He's selling marijuana oil. Life and immortality is yours through Jesus. He's selling. (laughs) Well, I'm saying it just doesn't fit your character, but, you know, people sometimes believe that. That's a good one they come up with. The Satan pulled a good one on that one. He did. It is interesting that he refers to faith, hope, and love. He does it in the 21 through 23, but he also starts off that. In chapter 3, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus, when we pray for you because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, of the love you have for all the saints, the faith and love that spring from the hope 
that is stored up for you in heaven and that you have already heard about in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you. Right. I mean, don't you think that's interesting? It is. And mm-hmm. and uh, obviously God is a three is a big thing with God. <laughs> He's three parts. We're three parts. When, when Paul talked about faith, it was, I mean, when we talked about Christianity, three parts, faith, hope, and love. So it's kind of interesting as a kind of a God of threes. I don't know what the, I guess that's why most of my sermons have three points. Never thought about it. It must hmm. be. I mean, here's kind of an interesting take because he said the hope in verse five that is stored up for you in heaven. I mean, it's an interesting thing. It's there. Because I guess if you had no hope, I mean, you just think about it. If you had no hope, well, no wonder you're miserable. You would just be, what would you be doing down here? Yeah. Just Well, you're just spinning you your wheels. Know. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know. know. There was no, yeah. It, well, you would be driven by whatever it is that was important to you. So for some people, it's money. Some people, it's thrill-seeking. Other people, it's addiction i mean it, it, that's, if that's all you if you didn't have hope days if you didn't think there was something beyond because when you think about that stored up for you that's kind of sort of sounds like you know a retirement or a 401k you miss that you never be productive so this is something that's beyond this life yep. that's what we're talking about i mean that's that's huge bigger than this life yeah which that changes your complete outlook what i do like about that jace is that he says as he begins there uh, we pray for you because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, and we've heard of the love you have for all the saints. And then he then he goes into the faith and love. Hope. Same way now today. Isn't that interesting? When so people hears about you. What do they hear about? What you? do they hear about you? That's how. If you're if you're in a church, what 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 is your church known for? I mean, you should be known as being a people of faith, people of love, and a people of hope. If That's it. If there, you're not known your, for that, there's your. Uh... <laughs> You know what they do? They put the little thing up at the top of the letterhead of the yeah, church. Yeah, that's right. What are we known for? We have something to do with faith, hope, and love. And Jesus as the center. <laughs> Every time. Don't get off that. Don't get off it. <laughs> we know for something else. But you know how they always, I mean, they're, they're, they're so confusing to the world. Right. There's literally thousands of different ways this Bible is manifested in a church setting. Right. Thousands. Oh, I know. And because people, they'll say, hey, let's unite on faith, hope, and love and focus on Jesus. And then somebody says, and, <laughs> and, you got to be circumcised for you come in here, <laughs> including the women. Yeah. What? What? Well, we'll figure something out. But yeah, you said, <laughs> yeah. So that, well, that's another segment because then you, that would weed out the women. Or pull in part of the law and make that. You know, it's got to be about this, that, or the other. Make a lot of, but it really is sad that this is viewed that way. But I think that in a way was God's intention because, you know, when he gets to chapter three, I think a confusing thing is he says, your life is hidden in Christ with Christ in God. Three, three for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ. That's the position. Your position is a good spot. Well, they're hearing about their faith, hope and love, but your life is protected because it's hidden in Christ. You can't you can't get at me and take me out. There's, right. no, there's no way. Because I think it's camouflaged in all these churches and religions. There are people who have put their faith and hope in Jesus. 
their life is reflecting faith, hope, and love. They died. They surrendered a long time ago, even though they're here. They, right. they, which is what Colossians 2 was about. And it's why it's the most powerful thing on earth, because you can't get at it. You're not sure who's who. There's so many imposters. There were imposters here. That's who he was writing. What he yeah. was writing about. But inside there, some of these people, you know, they read this and thought, man, I got to get my focus back on the Lord here and be a servant, die with Christ, and start showing faith, hope, and love. Well, it sounds like somebody's they're pulling up. They're pulling up. He down. <laughs> He's a minute early. <laughs> That's right. You know, I was thinking about that jelly. I was thinking about it, Jace, with the all the people we've known both in our family, forever family, but then also our earthly family that had this same faith we're talking about, that loved the Lord, that lived their life for the resurrection, went to their death saying, you know, I, I'm not fearful because uh, I know what's beyond. And then we're still alive at this point, but all the times, funerals I've spoken at, funerals I've been at, visitations, wakes, and just realize that's when it's all either real or it's not. Yep. When you get to that point, and we're getting up, I mean, we're all going to face that unless the Lord decides to come back, you know, sooner rather than later. But it really is what motivates you every single day and gives you peace of mind, as, as Dad said earlier. Right? No doubt. We are sons of the resurrection and children of the cross because we know we're free from accusation. I mean, it's a man, it's a heck of a way to live because yeah. it's, it's way better than if I didn't have it. I'll tell you Ooh. that. Because let's face it, we know a lot of people that don't, right? Peace of mind is a rare commodity. It is. Peace of mind. I like it. It's a good thing to end on. We're out of time anyway. Uh, we got some overtime. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this, and then we'll see you on the next podcast. Don't forget, blazetv.com slash unashamed is where you subscribe. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.